recording. Yes, we are. Hi. What's up, Amanda? Hi. Hi, Andrea. Hi. Hey, Amy. Hey, Amanda. Thanks for having me. All right, you guys. Today, this is pretty exciting. We have somebody we've been wanting to get on here for a while. This is Andrea Yushi Chang. Um, I'll tell you about her. Um, I'm only going to say a few things. There are so many things. You have <laughs> so many certifications. I, I saw your drawer when I was there, so I know how many you have. Okay, she is a master kettlebell instructor, and I believe the only one in the Northwest, correct? Yes. Okay, a ground force method global instructor, a Z Health certified movement coach. She's the owner of Kettlebility in Seattle. And like I co -owner, said, co owner, co owner. Yep. Yeah. Um, which we've all been to. Amy and I have been there and we loved it. And um, there's so many other things, and we'll talk about those, but probably one of the biggest reasons that Amy and I wanted to get you on here, Andrea, is because of your really awesome leadership skills. Like when oh, you yeah. have something at your gym, it's always stellar because you are, you're just a great leader. Oh, thank you. So welcome. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, Andrea's gym in, in, in Seattle, I, um, I've been there several times and I keep, I keep going back. The experience and the, the quality of events that you put on is just unparalleled. So oh, I call you our you. fearless leader in the Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, um, we're lucky, you know, uh, Zara and I have worked really, really hard to create a, a community of, of strong force instructors that is open, welcoming, uh, educational, fun, you know, that we all get to learn together. And, and I think it's just such a, um, an honor to have you guys uh co-instructors people who are in the trenches with us doing the work of, of helping people learn how to be stronger and better in their bodies and and with this particular skill set which i think is very <laughs> boutique unique and um and can be simple but also can be tricky to teach you know and so i think strong first teaches it in a way that is uh, unparalleled and as a uh, one of the leadership and the people that is is lucky enough or have worked hard enough or, or however you want to go about it uh, have been able to be in a situation where I get to help teach others like you guys do but on a, in a bigger uh, stage in terms of certifications and things like that I learn as much I feel or more than the students because it, it's so give and take, you know, there's such a connection and the communication and teaching is learning, you know, you have to be able to take what's coming up from your students in order to communicate better and, and be able to find better and better ways to um, communicate how, how someone can learn how to do the skill set better. I guess. So how to coach being a coach, how to coach being an instructor, what to look for, how to, how to see things. What is when you see something, what does it mean? And so that's, I think the really cool aspect of what strong first and, and what we're able to do at our studio with our students and our membership and, and work with people like you guys who I get to see and come through the different certifications um, is to be able to, 
to have that interplay and it just makes it so vital and 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 uh real and effective i think yes very much so well can you talk a little bit about um just your your background and and, and how you got into this because i think when you got into this wasn't what were we in another crisis at the time like didn't that kind of move you into being a trainer or I may have that wrong and if so correct me but okay well um I I was a college athlete I played soccer and tennis and stuff like that high school college and then um graduated with an art degree moved to Seattle and sort of became sort of a uh started selling real estate and and just ended up sort of training but not really and over the years just slowly put on poundage and gained a bunch of weight and topped out at probably about 200 pounds and and was training but wasn't doing the right things obviously um had some some life events ended up having a kid and when he was about two years old I one day I just woke up one day and just said what what happened where did I go and I was weighed 200 pounds and my joints ached and, and I was like, what is, you know, what, what happened to, to this? What happened to me? And, um, I called one of my best friends, the whole world, Zar Horton and said, Hey, what do you think I should do? And he goes, well, you know, I mean, he's, we've known each other since we were 10 years old. And, and, um, and he goes, well, do you, um, why don't you go to Barnes and Noble and get this book called power to the people by Pavel Tattooing? And, um, I was like, okay, cool. So I went and I got the book and my training partner, um, at the time who was in the fire department here at Seattle fire department. And I started just going, doing the book, you know, we were doing Nautilus equipment and stuff like that and, um, running on the treadmill or, you know, just sort of normal big box gym type stuff. And, um, we just started doing the book. We read it. We did it exactly. We started power breathing, even though we weren't sure what we were doing it right. Uh, we started doing five rep maxes and doing all the stuff that's in this sort of the seminal, seminal Pavel Tatooine book. And, and I started losing weight. Um, we started to think about kettlebells in a different way, although Power to the People is all barbell focused. Um, but it sort of changed everything. She got wicked strong. I started getting stronger and losing weight. And so the next time I went home, I was like, more, please. And so he taught, um, taught me all the basic six, you know, swing, get up, clean, press, uh, squat, snatch, plus windmill, plus a couple other things. And I just ate it all up and came home and was like, this is, this is it. And on the way home to Seattle, I got on the phone, ordered my first kettlebell. It was here when I came, you know, it was like, and, and I just, that was it. I was like, this is the thing. And, um, and as that progressed, you know, I was training with an eight kilogram and I had an eight and a 16. Cause at the time it was just eight, 16, 24. I think that was maybe 32s. That was all there was to purchase at the time. And so, um, I did everything with an eight, in a 16 kilogram, I ended up losing 50 pounds and getting strong and finding myself again. And people would see me and just be like, what happened to you? I was like, well, kettlebells. Awesome. And so 
um, they wanted me to teach them and train them. And I just felt really uncomfortable about teaching without some sort of better knowledge about how to teach the skill set. Um, and so for my birthday, I, I took myself to the RKC and got certified with, with Pavel. And it was a, a life-changing event. And at the time, the real estate market here in Seattle was taking that dive. And um, I had found this group of people that were um, very intensely focused on uh, making themselves stronger, making other people stronger, doing it in a way that was safe and effective, and were very open-handed in, in sharing information and without a lot of strings attached. I mean, I, my team leader was Brett Jones, you know, my assistant on my team was Doc Hartle, you know, and so, and these are people that I, they're my friends now, and we get to work together, and we get to do courses and certs together and things like this, and um, and it sort of coalesced from there, came back to Seattle, just was like, this is kettlebells, this is it. And I want to focus my life on helping people be better on their bodies and get stronger and be happy about all these things. And, you know, I, I, I'm very precise in my teaching and my cueing. And so it sort of works for my personality set. Um, to be very sort of detail oriented. And so um, ended up opening a gym, Catability. And so that's been, I guess our brick and mortar, we've been here for almost 10 years, but Catability has been around for 13. So it's, it's kind of crazy, crazy journey. So it changed my whole life and it also changed how I look at the world, how I see movement and was able to start taking other certifications, FMS, Z-Health, Washington Advantage, um, help, helped with uh, Ground Force Method and, you know, stuff like that. Just really just loving movement and strength and, and just helping people access that part of themselves. Awesome. Yeah, you know how when you find um, those coaches and like somebody just speaks your language, you know? Like your cueing always did it for me because I was like, you're very to the point, but you're very specific about the cueing and I just get it. It's like, I feel yeah. like, yeah, Andrea, she speaks my language. Like I can <laughs> totally, I mean, and that's not knocking any other coach at all. It's just some oh, no. you totally understand way better than others. And you're one of those for me. Oh, thank you. That's just, you know worked hard on it, the eyes, you know, and, and that's what I love, you know, when we're with our coaches here at the studio, um, who are, you know, our instructors who help us teach classes and help us grow our community and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, that's the goal here is to have them learn the coaching cues and how to see things and, and all of that to, to be able to do that for themselves, how to program, how to be confident about what they see and how to, how to do that thing because I, I think it can be it's a skill set it just um, if you can see it done if you can be shown and given that toolbox of things that you can just jump into and pull start pulling things out then you can usually find something that's going to help somebody just just get it but it might not be the same cue for you know Joe as it is for Sally right yeah 
Definitely. Yeah. So well, that's one of the cool things about Strong First um, is that while every instructor, coach, they're going to have their differences, mm-hmm. the consistency over um, the system is, mm-hmm. I think, what makes it ultimately so strong and su- such a good system is that mm-hmm. there is so much consistency even between the different certifications and modalities. Yeah. If when we practice, and it is, yeah, it takes practice to teach people yeah. these skills. And with practice, though, it becomes easier. And there's just not that many different cues. I mean, there are yeah. a few, but there's a yeah. lot of consistency as well. Yes, there is. And I think we have worked as a system, as Strong First, to be to be very consistent. Um, you know, we've got a great community in the Northwest, but there's a great community back East. There's a great community in, in Italy. There's, you know, there's, there's, but the thing that holds us all together is the principles of our system and the teaching methodology. And that is, I think, so powerful. So what's happening here is also happening in, you know, New York, it's happening in California. It's happening because this, it's a principle set that sort of, is the foundation of our system and how you go about it is you know we definitely work very very hard in leadership to to be consistent with one another because that's so important that what you're getting here you know in seattle or the pacific northwest is also what you'll be getting in california or uh, florida or new york or canada or korea or all these amazing places australia all those are the places that we are in for strong first and so we want to be able to be the the gold standard for kettlebell instruction but not only kettlebell we have all the three portions in body weight and and barbell and it's and it's these systems linked together through a common language which i think is our principal set it's really cool to be able to see that. I'm always amazed. We have um, master leadership calls every quarter so that we can stay in touch with one another, so we can keep the information consistent through all the things that we are involved in. And I'm always very impressed by someone will come up, like Brett will ask a question, for example, like, hey, you know, what do you think about this idea for this this drill? And, or how do you think we can teach this better? Because um, we're always trying to evolve the system to teach in the best, most effective way. And three, four, five of us will, someone will say something and, oh yeah, yeah, that's how I've been doing it too. And it's just all very coalesces. It's sort of a gestalt. It's just really, it's really cool how we're all thinking the same stuff and it comes out in slightly different ways, but it's all very, you know, uh, consistent. Nice. Yes. So what are you guys doing now with the platform? Well, um, like we were chatting about just briefly before the phone call started or before the, the podcast began, um, my, my husband and I just recently got married. Yay. Uh, we're traveling when on our kind of honeymoon when we were trying to also deal with this whole COVID-19, coronavirus, shut down all of us small business owners, all of us that run gyms, all of us that have hair salons, all of us that have restaurants, you know, are incredibly affected by what's been going on and how do we, how do we deal with it? And so we actually um, are so lucky to have such a great 
group of instructors here with us at the studio that we were able to, to work on that while we were away and come back to being able to support our membership. And I think that's um, what we're doing our best, trying our best is to support and what is the most important for us here at Catability is to support our membership. Those are the people that are super important to us. Yes, everyone out there is, you know, we do our best to pay it forward and to pay it back and to be supportive of everything that's happening in our community. But our people are the ones that, you know, they're the ones that are allowing us by their generosity to continue paying on their memberships, to, to allow us to be in a position to be here to serve our community when hopefully we can open our doors, which still is an unknown. And so our most important thing right now is just to help our membership get what they need as best as we can by calling them, touching base, by providing online videos, by pro providing like one-on-one -on -one training support, um, like this type of thing with a call with all of our members, um, doing the best we can to help them be as effective as they can at home because it's, it's frustrating for everybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, and it's also tricky because a lot of the people that come in to do group classes and come to do personal training and come, they're coming because they want that community aspect. They want that immediate feedback. And even though Zoom classes and all that kind of stuff are, are great and, and, you know, doing one-on-one -on -one training via like um, FaceTime or Zoom or, you know, any of that kind of stuff is, can be effective. There's just nothing like being in a group of people who are all training together and sweating together and laughing together and making games together. That sort of energy is, is I think what we're all missing right now is, is that togetherness, that community aspect. And, and we're all trying our best to do, use all this great technology, um, but it'll be very interesting and, and hopefully soon we'll all start to be able to transition back into finding that new normal of being able to train together because there's just that energy that occurs when you get to be in the same room as somebody and feed off of that, right. that thing that Does happens. Is there any talk about when they're going to maybe let things, I mean, I know Oregon and Washington and California have signed this sort of multi-state pact. We're all mm -hmm. kind of trying to be together on this, but probably some, I, I'm imagining opening in smaller capacity. So maybe a restaurant can't be at full capacity, maybe half capacity. Have you heard mm -hmm. anything about gyms and studios? I haven't. I haven't. The only thing I've read is what the, the sort of the federal guidelines set out, which is they're hoping that, you know, restaurants, hair salons, gyms, and those types of small businesses, they're going to allow them to open up first. But that's, you know, the, the federal government is, is, you know, we're run by our, our local government, mm -hmm. our state governments. And so haven't really heard anything. And it's really hard to, um, I mean, we can all surmise and mm -hmm. guess like this is what they should do or you know gee yeah. I hope this happens but I think the reality is we're just going to have to wait and continue serving our communities and continue putting out the content and and creating that connection as best we can 
for our people, um, not only the strong first community, but if we have gyms, our membership um, as best we can until we have any real information. Because until we have a decision, there's no way to work through what might happen or even to problem solve ahead of time because we just don't know what it's going to look like. And I think it's, it's better to just continue doing the best we can with the knowledge that we have about what our situations are right now. And then once we get the firm information about what we can do, then make the best plan moving forward to, you know, get it done and get back to whatever we need to do to serve our communities yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we are here May 4th. Um, they've given us the, the go-ahead gyms, um, oh. but it's only small. Like, I'm only going to have four at a time. Um, mm -hmm. the gym, constant cleaning behind. Like, they're going to have to also and um, to see how it goes, you know. Yeah. But I'm afraid this is going to cycle back around. So yeah. that's just to be prepared for. Yeah, I, yeah, it'll be it'll be tricky, I think. But I think that if we are all somewhat patient, but also proactive and asking for a a roadmap, you know, to to sending emails to our uh, legislators saying, hey, you know, this is for small businesses. If we cannot open up soon, um, it's going to be really difficult, at least in some capacity. Yeah. Yeah. I was lucky in my business because, you know, you know, my, I don't, I'm not a full-time trainer. Mm -hmm. um, I work in my family's business. It's a car dealership. And in Oregon, we've been able to stay open with, oh. had, the shop was already could stay open. We had to make some pretty fast changes in our sales mm -hmm. department. And it, and I think that if, and I keep trying to encourage people in my community, you have to start having the conversations now about mm -hmm. how you're going to open safely and, you know, don't, I mean, it's frustrating, but we need to be discussing now how we're going to do this, but keep people safe. Yeah, know? absolutely. Yes. And it's just the, yeah. And I think that, you know, we all know you got to wash your hands. You got to sanitize things. You have to like make sure that people have enough space in between them. Maybe mm -hmm. people are going to train with masks. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about all those people that have been training with this, like the high altitude, like masks on and stuff so it just looks okay cool we're training with a mask on not a big deal i think that it's all workable we just need to know what we can do to yeah. move forward and um what i've tried to do with this time is to to learn more about <clears throat> how i can be a better coach reading more you know i don't have to set an alarm clock in the morning for <laughs> 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 the 6 a.m classes so um reading some interesting books, um, trying to write more, um, working on, you know, planning, you know, we've been providing train along videos for our students at the, at our membership. And so, um, that takes some editing and some planning and, and trying to keep it fun and, and sort of lighthearted, like they're in our classes still, but it's, you know, me up there going, Oh, that was hard. Okay, here we go. Fast and loose, shake it out, you know, type of thing. Um, and then, um, so I think there's opportunities for if we are lucky enough to be in a circumstance where you can take some of this, this is like the silver lining, which is to take some of this time and learn something new. Um, 
dive deeper into your practice and um, to, you know, learn how to play the piano or, you know, write an article or go out and take pictures or, you know, do something where it's going to feed you in a slightly different way. And then to train, don't stop moving your body. And I think that I, this is sort of a strange thing, but I feel very strongly and this is just my opinion, but I think that training helps us be stronger in so many ways. And I think that is generalizes to health. They're showing, you know, all the studies are showing that movement and getting out in the sun and being outdoors, training for strength, all that kind of stuff creates a um, resiliency that hopefully makes it much more difficult for something like this to, to get us down. Absolutely. But all the studies yeah. show. Yeah. Well, and yeah. if you have underlying health issues that you can control, like maybe type two diabetes, high blood pressure, maybe being overweight, look at mm -hmm. your diet. This is the time to look at that. If we are yeah. looking down the road to fall and winter when the, mm -hmm. we're worried about another, um, maybe combining this with the flu or something. Yeah. At our, you know, it's kind of interesting because we've had, um, at the studio, we have a couple times a year, um, we have a, a transformation challenge and this transformation challenge is for our members and people who come from outside the studio who are interested in learning how to create better habits for their global wellness. So it's not like, um, a challenge for like, Oh, I'm going to win. You know, that kind of stuff. It's about looking inward to see the habits that you have created for yourself and where you want to be globally as a, as a human being. Like, how do I want to, do I want to feel better in my body? Do I want to put things in my body that help serve me better for being active, for being, not having joint pain, how, you know, all that, am I sleeping enough? Am I sleeping well? Am I drinking enough water? Am I, what the sustenance, what am I eating? Is this all helping? Um, and so these transformation challenges actually started in February, mid-February, and we've continued it through this shutdown. Um, and it's interesting because in the past, our challenges, of course, is are built around coming to the studio, do these training sessions, let's have this accountability meeting, let's talk about things, let's, you know, figure things out. And we've been able to do a lot of that. Of course, we're having them train at home, of course. Um, but one of the things I think is so important is adaptation. And can you adapt to things? How do you adapt to things? Because even within the constraints of a 12-week transformation challenge, which is about training and lifestyle and sleep and diet and nutrition and all of these things, um, building muscle mass, you know, getting strength, endurance up, all this kind of stuff. Um, there's going to be life stuff that happens. And we had a big life thing happen with this sort of the whole shutdown. But on the other part of it is it's always going to be something, right? So this challenge maybe is even more effective for people because they're learning that if they cook all their own food at home, because we're kind of forced to do that right now, they have way more control over things. And then how do they see, you know, if they open the fridge, am I, am I opening the fridge because I'm hungry or is not, am I opening the fridge because I'm bored? Did I not train because 
you know, my body hurts or am I training to make sure my body doesn't hurt, you know, all these types of things. So it's sort of interesting how the adaptation has encouraged this particular group of people. Some of them are just really killing it. They've just been, there's been struggles, of course, all along, but they've really, um, so proud of the group just because they've been staying in it. And I think my perception is that they're really learning a lot about themselves and that they'll be able to take this and continue with the things that have worked for them post challenge. It's just, it's really cool. I'm really excited to see hopefully everyone soon <laughs> in person. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Do you, with your groups, do you guys meet uh, a lot of you together? Like do you have zoom meetings with several people and interact or is it more, they're just with know, the, watching with the challenge? With the challenge we do with our, so we have sort of an accountability meeting where we, we talk about how things are going and that's for that particular thing. Mm -hmm. In terms of the, the, our group classes at the studio, we're putting out training, train along with videos and um, we've loaned kettlebells to our, our active members and um, provide them with training and one-on-one uh, -on -one consultation so mm -hmm. they will have a chat like this with me or or Vic or one of our other instructors Raphael and basically say hey this is what I'm working on can how can you help me or I really want to do more of this how can you help me or I've been dealing with this you know my my quads are really tight and my back's been bugging me and we can do a quick you know form correction for them and give them some insight on how they can do some better training at home with the, the tools that they have. Um, and we've designed all of our um, follow along training videos and protocols around using one kettlebell. So mm -hmm. we've asked because we can only lend out one. So the kettlebell isn't going to be the heaviest one. It's not going to be the lightest one. It's going to be the one you can do the most things with. Can you do a halo with it? Can you do a press with it? Can you do a get up with it? Can you swing it? you know, that kind of stuff. And so it's a different way of thinking about things to have just one bell. So how do you leverage one bell? And that's the cool thing about kettlebells. You don't need all the different sizes. Of course, mm -hmm. it's awesome to have, you know, the beast, you know, 106 pounds versus, you know, all the way up the chain. But it's also pretty amazing that you only need one to get a lot done. You only need one. You can leverage it so many different ways. And so um, we're getting a lot of enjoyment out of, you know, just making it happen with just one belt. And that's true because it is, that's how they came around. It's like, it's just a handheld kit. One thing does everything for you. And I think we lose sight of that sometimes mm -hmm. because we get into the like, oh, I got to press the, you know, 24 kilogram or the, the beast or this or that the other and it's really good to go heavy and that's really important neurologically for our systems to work on heavy but it also is important that we don't need that much to be strong and fit and durable and to move well you know you just need just one and sometimes it's just your body weight we started out the lockdown by doing a 14-day lockdown challenge which was all body weight and um you know, we sort of added things every day. So by the end of the 14 days, you had 14 different things that you could move through and it would be your, your training protocol for the day. So it's, it's hard. Body weight might even be the hardest, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, <laughs> for sure. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. But, such a, but it's such a fun thing to learn. I was not a body weight person at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I just never in my wildest dreams thought that I would, could ever do a one-arm push-up. But after and doing you- the level one and two, I was like, why don't I just go to this cert, you know? Yeah. Um, I just to do it, even if I didn't even care. And then I, after doing the certification, I'm like, I could get this. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been this certification I've attended the most. I've gone yeah. like five times just because I it's know. fun. I know it's, it's really, it's, it's amazing. I think it really is the, the foundational glue principle glue set that holds everything together for strong first is, is the body weight. I mean, I think that kettlebells, I think people should take the SFG first, SFG one first. And then I think body weight should be second because, and that's my opinion. I love barbell, love a level two stuff. I love it all. Um, uh, I've definitely drank the Kool-Aid and still love all of it, but I think the body weight is the most, um, the, the cueing and the principal set is that feed for attention and how to use it appropriately. It gives you more depth to the other lifts. And I, I just think that's really cool how that works and you don't need anything. So if you're, if you're traveling or, or you're just, you know, whatever you don't, you don't need, you just need your body. Gravity's enough. Gravity's yeah. enough for sure. It's more than enough. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, and that's the that's the big struggle as we all mature is defying gravity. You know, how do we keep the structural alignment and the strength to be able to to keep ourselves upright without folding over and you know falling apart? And that's 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 what we do. That's what we do as um, coaches who train for strength is how do you keep it all together so that you can do what you want to do when you want to do it wow. for sure. That's awesome. So Andrea, what, um, just looking down the line, I mean, you're so involved, you're a, a global teacher for ground force method mm-hmm. and that's one of strong first system partners. Um, mm-hmm. what, what's, what's, what can we look for in the future? Um, with ground force. Uh-huh. I keep wanting to get to a certification and I will I someday. I hope, but I hope so. what's, yeah. what's, what's, what you, what's going on with, with ground force method? Well, ground force method is, um, we are a, a system, uh, not unlike strong first. I mean, we're, we're partners with strong first. We're also partners, system partners with FMS, functional movement systems. And it is a, uh, ground based movement system that is sort of predicated on uh, FMS correctives. So um, if you're familiar with the functional movement system, it's a a seven point movement screen that assesses um, somebody's, uh, if they have pain or discomfort, what their movement capacity is for some fundamental movement patterns. And if there's some issues, then they have a bunch of correctives that uh, can be used to help them move better. And um, Peter Lakatos, who is a, a dear friend, but also a master instructor in Europe, in Hungary, this is his system and just um, helped, it, helped it grow. And it is about helping people move better to create that movement literacy so that you can do skilled things better. So it would be like, can you... Um, can you crawl? Crawling is a gait pattern that's in the prone position on the floor. 
And if you can't pick up your opposite arm and opposite leg at the same time without maintaining structural alignment in your torso and keeping your shoulders connected to your body and your scapula from winging and your pelvis from tilting, you know, how would you expect to be able to press something heavy over your head? Well, it's like all these things work together. And so GFM puts these really fun, interesting movement flows. Um, you can see some on the GFM YouTube channel, on the GFM uh, Facebook page. They, we put out, uh, Ground Force Method puts out uh, Monday through Friday, uh, like a movement challenge, you know, like a little thing to follow along every day. Um, on the Kettability YouTube page as well, we have a bunch of different like more movement type stuff. And um, you can see how the, the flows are fun because they're interesting. Uh, they load your body in really, I would call it odd angles because kettlebell training and, and lifting a load tends to be very um, prescribed. There's a, uh, a direction that the bell has to go. Everything has to stay in the right position underneath it, that foundation for that movement. Otherwise, you could hurt your shoulder or you're not pushing from the right place. You're not rooted in the floor. You're not tense in the right position. But when you're doing body weight movement that's changing from position to position, you actually have to load um, all the joints in different angles, which creates odd angle strength. And so that odd angle strength allows you to access movement better. I think so. I would call that movement literacy. If you don't know how to move your body well in these smaller discrete positions, then bigger, um, larger muscle group movements, you might be able to push yourself through them, but they won't be as um, effective for you long-term and potentially dangerous if you're pushing through movement patterns that don't have all the foundational blocks there. It's sort of like um, you're shooting a cannon from a canoe. You know, it, it might work once, maybe, if you're docked, but if you're in the water, you're eventually going to get to a place where it's just, everything's going to fall apart and get injured. And so nobody wants to get injured while they're training or because they're training. We want things to be sequential and build on that foundation and keep adding ability level. And so that's where I think ground force method takes these very discrete movement patterns, which incorporate the whole body and your vision and your vestibular, um, all these components of how the systems, how our body learns and sort of neurally chunks them into movement flows so that your, your brain and your body can move and learn and be better so that you can do whatever you want to do when you want to do it. And I guess I keep mm -hmm. coming back to that because no. that is the goal. It's not just about crawling on the floor. It's not just about swinging a kettlebell. It's about creating that strength is for a higher purpose. Yeah. Yes. I think that was probably one of the most technically difficult certifications I've ever done, but also technically beneficial the most. Yeah. Cause it laid the foundation for everything I do now, you know, yeah. think about mm -hmm. it all the time and I engage those movements all the time. That's practice so cool. them because it, it just carries over so easily. So well, yeah. Yeah. And it's great. Um, you know, we use ground force method in our studio. We've been using it for years now and it is just amazing. You know, we just had 
<laughs> right before the lockdown, we have a new student who came in and she's had been in a big car accident and um, had a, like a new knee and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And she has not been able to cross her legs. And this is a, an active, strong woman who got in this really bad situation and is trying to get her strength and her fitness back. And she wasn't able to sit on the floor and cross her legs. And we had about, she was, came in as a new student and was doing some kettlebell training and all our sort of movement flows. And one of some of the things that we do to warm up is all ground force method stuff. And about two and a half weeks into her month new membership, she, um, she was like, this has just been great. I'm just been having this great time, but you know, I'm not going to renew because I'm going to try some other things, but you guys are great. And thanks for getting me started back into fitness and health. And I was like, great. Thank you. You know, let me know how we can serve you because even if you don't stay with us, you know, we want you to be out there and training and training intelligently. So thanks. And let me know what I can do to help and all this kind of stuff. And then not, but four days later, we get another email that says, I'm in, we're doing something right. You're doing something right because I haven't been able to cross my leg for two years now and I can cross my legs now. It just happened. So your guys are on to something. And I'm like, cool, let's go, you know, <laughs> and then lockdown, you know, so, but she's, um, she's still training and she's, you know, we're trying our best to, to help all of our people do well at home. For sure. So. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Okay. So I want to hear about how those dogs of yours are doing. How's, how's a uh, Patton? Because he was like this giant puppy and I can't imagine how big he is now. See, <laughs> 75 pounds. He's humongous. He's humongous. Yeah, this is, He's a this big... is my little schnoodle. <laughs> oh, cute. That looks like muffin for sure. They're in the, they're in the, they're in the office because they're so loud sometimes. Every time somebody oh, yeah. walks by, they, uh, they bark and stuff goofy but he's a he's a 75 pound puppy 25 more pounds to go Ooh. so the next <laughs> time you come up amy oh wow that's amanda you're gonna have to come out and meet this silly dog yeah. as soon as i can get on a plane and come out there I'm <laughs> good. <Yeah. laughs> good i was um, supposed to be up in seattle in september for the motley crew concert uh, i'm i'm thinking they probably won't be having concerts in giant stadiums that soon <laughs> so yeah who knows I yeah I don't who knows so true yeah. well maybe you can come up for the um the body weight instead again yeah that's good yeah. times so yeah. yeah so we've got some stuff on the calendar coming up you know we've got a bunch of things in the northwest we've got uh some gfm stuff we've got some um Strong first stuff. We've got a level one. Fabio Zonin is coming to teach the SFL in July. Karen is coming to teach the Karen Smith is coming to teach the SFB in September. We've got an SFG one in October, SFG two in December. So fingers crossed that we're able to have those events and we're lucky enough to be able to host them in locations where there there will be space. So that's, that's really good. Yeah. And then another sort of exciting thing, um, Zar and Vic and myself have been working on something for years now um, called the Instructor's Toolbox. And I was talking a little bit about, you know, things that we can work on and, and have access to. Strong First has an instructor-only portion of the website. I don't know how many people are aware of that, but yeah. there is 
an instructor only portion of the Strong First website. You have to use your special login to get in there. But we have, we're accumulating some really great material for everybody because we know that our instructors, we just need more of everything. We need more blog posts and articles that help us reach the people we need to reach and for our own uh, knowledge. We also need more ways to encourage people to move better, to be stronger, how to teach. And so there are some really interesting things in there now. We have a bunch of online courses for the general public, um, as well as we have instructor-only stuff up there for um, how to become a better coach, which what John Spisano and Brett Jones put together. And that's on there. And we just launched the Instructor's Toolbox, which Zara and myself and Vic put together. And that is sort of a coalescence. Gosh, we've been working on it since 2000 and I don't know, seven or eight, I think. And it is a um, coalition of all the tips and drills and cues that not only have we come up with on our own, but that we've seen, we call them the lost teachings of Pavel from all the certs that we've in workshops that we've been to over the years. And because as an instructor in Strong First, our system progresses and evolves and we, we present the, the best possible ways to teach the movements that we can in our certifications and that's why our manuals go into review all the time we're always updating and and finding new ways or better ways or staying with the best way of teaching someone how to teach a particular movement pattern or to problem solve it and so our manuals are amazing um, but we have to leave stuff out sometimes and I think we we find in general as instructors that most people it's like a bell curve most people, if you find them being disconnected with their shoulder in their one-arm swing, for example, they will, you know, most people will fix up with a couple of drills. But then you're going to have that one person who just isn't getting it. And you're going to have to dig, get into that toolbox and dig out all the drills to find the one that's going to speak to them. And the more options you have, the easier it is to fix what's going on. And so it's a, I think it's a double-edged sword, which is, do you have enough tools in your toolbox? Do you have enough drills, enough cues? And then do you know how to pick it? What are you picking it for? Can you see what's happening and figure out that what you're seeing means you need to try this? And so that's what this instructor's toolbox um, offering, this product is, is a, um, it takes all the level one skills and breaks them out and tells you, shows you videos of somebody doing it really, really wrong. And so you're going to get to see me exhibiting really bad form with a lot of different stuff and Zara <laughs> too <laughs> online to show videos of like, what does it look like when someone's shoulder is not connected? What does it look like when your back is not in the right position? What does it look like when your head's in not the right position with all these different movements? And then what are all the fixes for that? What are all the drills for that? And so it's, um, it sort of, it uh, explodes the movement pattern into its parts and then brings it back in together into what it should be, what the variations are, and then what are the tools you can use 
if your student is always banging their wrist on their claims, you know, well, here's a bunch of things that can work for that, but then, you know, why do those work? And so it's, it's a really cool product and there's hundreds of videos of drills mm. and it's all broken up in between the different things. So if you're on um, the instructor portion only of the site, I think a lot of us got an email the other day that they just launched mm -hmm. it. So it's super cool, super that's thrilled. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to have you guys take a look at it. And give yeah. Feedback Actually, we, I brought it up this morning. I said, oh, we should ask Andrea about this instructor's toolbox without <laughs> having any idea that it was you and Vic and Zara that created it. So yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's was... like, you'll be seeing a lot of us in there. <laughs> but it's, it's really, cool. it's really, really cool. And, and Pablo's been so supportive all along the way and Brett and Fabio and, and just, um, really glad to finally get it get it up there in in the format that it is because it's super usable it's really usable and it's really i think it's a good re it's a really excellent resource and easily you get it's easy to use it's really cool awesome. so we're lucky to have the platform and to be able to work with strong first on this it's great to be able to give back to the community so it's cool yes well thank you for putting that out yeah welcome a lot of people it's nice yeah it'll be cool mm -hmm. Well, okay, we've been going for about an hour, wow. Andrea, but we like to do this thing at the end of our podcast that is 10 questions. Okay. I'm going to ask you, okay, nothing hard, nothing hard. <laughs> Just answer the first thing that comes to your head. Okay, okay, here we go. All right, favorite meal. I think I already know it. Fatty pork. I love Chinese style fatty pork. It's all about fatty pork, man. Love it. So yeah, there we go. Favorite color? Uh, black. <laughs> and that's the truth. I mean, this is like, hey, I went to art school. I was like hardcore, wore a black trench coat in Texas. Yes. That's right. So yeah. No problem. <laughs> it's not really oh, colors. It's all the colors. All the colors together. Black. What is the last book you read? Oh, the last book I read is, um, it's about, uh, oh, gosh darn it. It's about an octopus. I wrote, it, it was, it's, um, I'm spacing on the name. I'm so sorry, but I just finished reading it, which makes me sound like an idiot, but it's, it's about, uh, this woman, um, Sai, who's a, a nature writer and she had this totally into octopus and so it's just how intelligent they are and i'm gonna to have to look it up i sound like an idiot but there you go it's about octopus google that the octopus book okay the octopus book <laughs> what was your most memorable concert prince prince oh, yeah. 1999 <laughs> yeah back in probably 1984 Yes, that was my first concert and the most amazing and the best one. So yeah. sad he's gone. Oh, I know. Amazing. Oh Phenom. Oh my gosh. The best. That's cool. What is something that people get wrong about you? Um, <laughs> I, I think that they, I think I have probably earned a reputation or have gotten a reputation of being kind of hardcore and um, super precise, I guess is a nice way of saying it. Um, 
And I, I think maybe they're right about being precise, but I, I think that I'm probably more of a goof off, a goof brain, kind of big dork than people would ever, would ever think. But I do take teaching seriously. I think it's enjoyable. And I hope that, I know you guys have been at certs that I've taught at. I guess I, I hope I'm, I think people I've heard are scared of me sometimes. I don't know. It sounds so stupid to say this stuff. Um, but there you go. I don't know. So I, I think I'm just, I think they don't probably realize what a goofball I am. I think when people actually come and work with you, though, then they realize how fun you are, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. When was the last time you had a hysterical laugh? <laughs> okay. Um, we're in lockdown, right? So all these stupid memes are going around. A really good friend sent me something and I just could not stop laughing. It was, I can't even talk about it here. It's just one of those things that you cannot unsee once you've seen it. I broke out laughing so hard. I couldn't even stop crying. Anyways, so I'll send it to you guys later. How about that? Okay. <laughs> last night and I was laughing so hysterically on my couch I couldn't breathe and I was like we are so stupid <laughs> it's it's so, so dumb <laughs> so true that's, yeah. so, but that's what it's gone what it's come to with the lockdown I guess. well and you have to be so careful because I get mixed up on who I'm texting all the time in fact yeah, I know I text you once Andrea when you asked me to assist last year I texted you back I love you and it was meant for my husband <laughs> but <laughs> I do that all the time. I'm like, I'm, I'm always sending the wrong text to people. So I'm be, be a little careful with that, Amy. Be a little careful. <laughs> okay, your favorite animal. My favorite animal? Dogs. I love dogs. Totally love uh, dogs. Something you procrastinate. Taxes. <laughs> That's been the, the overwhelming answer from everyone. Ugh. So bad. So bad. Okay, the last movie you watched? Um, Fury. Okay. Fury. So that's been a couple years now. Wow, what a, what a good movie. That was really a good movie. Crazy. We've been into some, um, you know, World War One, World War II type movies lately, and that was, was really good. It was okay, good. it's a good one. All right, last one. Your favorite vacation place? Gosh, anywhere I can get in the water and scuba dive. Anywhere, doesn't matter. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good. So. Thank you so much for doing this. Yes, Thanks. thank you. Thanks, you guys. You guys are doing a lot of fun. super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I hope to see you guys soon in person yes. yeah yeah this ball i'd like to come out there and see amy and please my do aunt. so yeah come on up you're invited thank you <laughs> all right well, thanks andrea i am the tech person on this podcast so i'll get it uploaded um probably tomorrow i'll have it uploaded okay. along with the video so okay cool all right okay. thanks you guys Take care. enjoy the rest thank of your you. day you too bye bye, -bye. take bye -bye. care we are. Okay, I'm going to stop.